With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Yo. Hey, cool. You there, man? Yeah. Good, good. good. All right. Uh, hold on. All right. <clears throat> you ready? Yeah. Shoot, man. Let me get out of this screen. Ben Nichols. All right. Let me get out of speaker. All right, can you hear me? Yeah. All right, excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to an all-new edition of War Week Radio. Guys, we have a real treat for you this evening. We're going to be speaking with three-decade fight trainer, Mr. James Gogie. He's going to be helping us, well, break down and analyze, examine a mythical matchup that transcends eras in the 130-pound weight division, the super featherweight weight class between pretty boy Floyd Mayweather Jr. and Vasil, high-tech Lomachenko. Guys, we couldn't do that without the uh, insight of our very good friend, the one and only Mr. James Gogi. James, how are you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing great, Joe. I'm doing great. Well, I, you know, and, and a big question about this matchup, right? A, a lot of people, they look at this and they say, well, yeah, it's not very fair. I mean, Floyd Mayweather, when he was campaigning at 130, you know, he had only been a pro for, what, five, six years maybe? 
You know, he was only in the 130-pound weight division for maybe five or six years. No, he was no, still no, only he was about 24, 25. He was well, a world no, no, champion I'm in say- two years. Well, of course he was a world champion, but I'm saying throughout his tenure at 130 pounds, Gogi. No, 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 Joe. He turned pro at 130. He turned pro at 96. He was a champion in 98. I realize yeah. that. I'm, I'm talking about his entire tenure of 130 pounds. I know when he initially became champion. Yeah, then he, I think, I think after he won the 30-pound title, he moved up to 35. Yeah. No, no, see, we've got to, I'm going to edit this part out, but I'm looking at BoxRec right now, right? Uh Uh-huh. Where we're going to start off, right, is right before he breaks his hands against Carlos Hernandez, and right at the time, where he's fighting one that big one and two matchup with Diego Corrales in 2001, where he's 25 and 0 with 19 knockouts, and Diego Corrales is 33 and 0. That yeah. was 2001. That's where yeah. we're going to, in my opinion, that was the very best version of Floyd Mayweather Jr. And how old was he? Was he uh, 2001? He, he was a month shy of turning 24. Okay. 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 Okay, so we so we ready to pick things off? Yeah. Okay, yeah, this is uh, where we're gonna start. Yeah, go we're this we're this we're gonna start off again. Let me try to think where we were. You know, Gogi, it's funny. People have a real problem with this because, well, when uh, when and the version of Floyd Mayweather in which we're gonna interject and analyze in this matchup was, well, the version in which he was PBF, obviously, Pretty Boy Floyd Mayweather, and he was taking on in a great one-versus-two matchup in January of 2001, him defeating undefeated Diego Corrales, who was considered the hardest puncher and the beast of the division, the big man of the 130-pound weight division. And Floyd Mayweather Jr., you know, when you look back at that fight, he was actually considered the number two fighter in the division. Uh-huh. It was champion versus champion. Um, and I don't think anyone really understood how special Floyd was until he stopped Diego Corrales, knocking him down several times in that fight. Talk about, uh, before we actually discuss both fighters, talk about what a special fighter and special athlete, competitor, Floyd Mayweather Jr. was at that time, 2001, circa Diego Corrales fight? Oh, geez. Extraordinary athleticism, okay? Rare elite athleticism, footwork, reflexes, hand speed, uh, ring intelligence. Uh, You know, pretty much he had it all, you know, uh, to be an all-time great and everything. Uh, His defensive skills, his reflexes, very, very hard to get a solid shot off on him, okay? And hit him consistently with a hard shot. Oh, Joe, he was, you know, like I said, I've known Floyd uh, in the amateur ranks and everything. And I've seen him, uh, you know, come up when he was a hundred and, uh, was he a hundred and six pounder? Then he went to 112, then he went to 119, then he went to 125. Then when he turned pro, you know, you know, his body grew some more. He went to 130. But, I, you know, you could see the physical gifts, the physical, you know, the athletic gifts that, you know, geez, he, he was so much better than his uh, dad, Floyd Sr., and, and his uncle Roger. Oh, Night and day. 
Yeah, and one of the reasons why we're also picking this at this time frame, because in his very next fight against, well, another good friend of yours, Gogi, um, El Famoso Carlos Hernandez, uh, Floyd Mayweather broke both of his hands in that fight on the hard noggin of El Famoso. (laughs) Uh And and from that point forward, he became a more defensive-minded fighter a little more reluctant or a little less reluctant, uh, a little less apt to, I guess, more. He didn't let his hands go nearly as much as he did before that fight. So that's why we're taking the version of Floyd Mayweather Jr. at 130 pounds um, right after he defeats Diego Corrales. He was easily one of the baddest men in boxing and without a doubt the best fighter at 130 pounds at that point. So oh. now we look at Vasil Lomachenko. Um, Gogi, <laughs> uh, Bob Arum has, has stated this, and, and I, <laughs> I, you know, and this is what has sparked this controversy, right? Um, Bob Arum, who has stated many times, and I'm going to quote Bob Arum right here. <laughs> Bob Arum stated this uh, in the in the pre-fight press, the final press conference for Lomachenko versus Walters, he stated, this kid is the most complete fighter I've seen since a young Ali, who was obviously the very first fighter he ever promoted in the sport of boxing uh, 50 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He also went on to say this, Gogi. You know, since since the Mamrali, he's the greatest. Lomachenko's the greatest technical fighter I've ever seen. I'm not comparing him to Mayweather. They're totally different, uh, and so is Ali. But it's the athleticism, the footwork, the speed, the power, the intelligence. He, in, in my opinion, he's a more complete fighter than Floyd Mayweather Jr., end quote. And that those that, that quote right there, Gogi, seems to be sparking this debate. Who was better at 130 pounds? Uh-huh. Vasil Lomachenko, right now at age 28, seemingly the kingpin of 130 pounds and possibly the best pound-for-pound fighter in boxing to 2001, uh, circa 2001, Floyd, pretty boy Floyd Mayweather Jr., uh, uh-huh. Gogi, what are the uh, strengths and weaknesses of Vasil Hightech Lomachenko? Well, like I said on previous shows, it starts with his footwork, okay? He's, he's got the best footwork in boxing right now, immaculate, okay? It's like he glides, glides on ice, like a, you know, like a world champion uh, figure skater, okay? Uh, his ability, you know, to pivot around you, to move in circles fast. Uh, he, he likes to keep his lead leg outside of his opponent's lead leg, which gives him the ability to pivot around his opponent's fast uh, and counter his opponent's, you know, either either to, with good body shots or head shots with combinations. Uh, and when he does that, Joe, I always say, when you pivot around your opponent and you got that angle on him, you could hit him, but he can't hit you, okay? And that's that's the value of, uh, you know, uh, fighting off angles and everything. And Loman Chico does that beautifully. Beautiful, beautiful is... Boy, any fighter I've ever seen, probably the best, <laughs> you know. Uh, what else does he do good? Uh, he has uh, multiple variations of his games. 
uh, uh, multiple plans of attack offensively, multiple plans of, def- of defense, you know, to defend themselves, to not get hit. Uh, talk about his defense. Not only his footwork, moving in circles, moving at angles, with, you know, with lightning speed, but when he stays right, when he stays right in front of you and he's putting that pressure on you, he has very good reflexes and very, very, very good upper body movement to make you miss, okay? He moves his upper body very, very well. And when he makes you miss, he counters beautifully. Uh, you miss with the jab, he likes to slip to his left and counter with a straight left hand down the middle, okay? He likes to counter with that left. He'll, he'll counter you with the right hook, the right uppercuts. He'll counter you if, if you if you make you miss, he'll counter you with body shots, okay? Uh, just a multiple variation of counters uh, he attacks you with, you know, when you, uh, when you make mistakes. I mean, like I said, Joe, fundamentally this guy's sound. Is, you know, his, he keeps his hands up real very tight to his face, you know. Uh, you know, when he's not moving his head, uh, when he's not using his footwork to block those punches and his jab, Joe, he has a very, very effective jab against right-handed fighters, left-handed fighters. Uh, you know, he has a, a real quick punishing jab. He'll put it in your face. He'll, he'll hit you to the body with. He mixes his jab up beautifully, Joe. You know, from head to body, body to head. And he'll keep you off balance, keep you guessing on where that jab is going to go to, okay, on your body. And, hey, Joe, that messes with your head. You know, when you're getting hit by good hard jabs, <laughs> and all of a sudden, uh, you know, he hits you with a jab to the body, and you're like, oh, shoot. Then all of a sudden, boom, he's back to the head. You know what I mean? It keeps you off balance. Keeps you uh, less predictable, okay? That's what that's the stuff you got to do against a guy like Floyd Mayweather. You can't be predictable. And not only does he hit you with power jabs, he, he, he mixes up the variation of, of uh, you know, the speeds of his jab, the intensity of the how hard he wants to hit you with that jab. He'll touch you with a lot of jabs, you know, just to put it in your face. He'll touch you with a jab, you know, uh, you know, just to get his distance right. Then he'll hit you with a hard jab, you know, to the, to the body or a hard jab to the head. You know what I mean? Uh, then if, 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 you know, of them, of them quick jabs, you know, he just keeps you at bay, Joe, keeps you on the defensive where you're not trying to get off offensively. Okay. Uh, then from there, Joe, another thing, uh, God, there's so much to talk about this guy, you know, when he has to put the pressure on you, he has this great instinct. Like we talked about on my last, on the, on the last show, he has that great instinct to put, to put, to know when to put his foot on the pedal and knowing when, knowing when to take his foot off the pedal, okay? When he knows that he has, he has broke, broken you down mentally and got you frustrated, got you out of rhythm, and took that confidence away from you, usually by the, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth round, that's when he'll start putting his foot on the pedal, okay? Just like he did against Nicholas Walters. He made Nicholas Walters quit, okay, by, you know, by his – ring intelligence by the multiple variations of his attack. He just got him so frustrated. Uh, Walters couldn't figure out what to do. And Walters started getting hurt by a lot of those punches. Uh, before the round, he just said no mas. So, uh, you know, that's when Lomachenko wants to get you at. He wants to get you frustrated at a point where you lose your confidence, when you're out of rhythm, when, you, you know, when, you have, you know, when you're off timing, uh, you know, when – Mentally, you broke, you're broken down, and you can't, you know, can't execute your, your game plan. That's when he starts putting the, his uh, foot to the pedal. And when he attacks you, Joe, he throws beautiful combinations to the body, head, head, body. He's a very, very creative ca- combination puncher from the southpaw position. Mixes it up very, very well. Okay, in the pocket. Okay, 
That's another thing that Lomachenko is good at. He get, when he has to fight you in the pocket, he'll fight you in the pocket. Okay, but he does it intelligently. He 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 he, he does it when he knows that you're the least, where you're the most vulnerable, because he's broken you down mentally and he shuts you down mentally. Okay, when he knows you're not gonna you know attack back, that's when he'll take it in the pocket and put it together. Okay, uh, but most of his game before he breaks you down mentally. Is the mental, you know, it's the breakdown process, which is, you know, good, great boxing skills, footwork, sharp combination of angles, uh, you know, great in head and upper body movement when he's right in front of you so he doesn't get hit. Oh, you know, just some multiple variations of his attack. And uh, just, Joe, there's so much stuff that that kid does that he brings to the table, boy. Uh, you know what I mean? He, and that's what I call him a high tech, you know? So, yeah, I, as far as weakness, you want me to talk about his weaknesses, Joe? Uh, if you can find any, sure. <laughs> Here's his weaknesses, Joe. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah, he his weakness is when he, his second pro fight against Orlando Salido. I seen, I seen him. He wasn't experienced enough to fight a good veteran pressure fighter like Salido. Okay, he was. You can see he didn't have that experience. You see, you can see his comfort level. Wasn't wasn't there, but since that fight, he grew he grew from that loss. Now I I feel he's a better he's better experienced. Uh, he's more mature in handling a, a style like that, a, a hard nosed pressure fighter that's gonna get in your face. He'll know what to do uh, better. He he fights in the pocket more proficiently. Okay, you know what I mean. He's more physically stronger. Okay. Yeah, you, you know, know Gogi, like and 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 also Gogi. I I was uh, at ringside at that fight. I ended up working that fight for FightSaga.com, and um, I spoke to Vasil Lomachenko and Igas Klimas directly after the fight. Mm. I brought up the idea that uh, you know the idea that Salido is 147 pounds, that he was hitting him below the belt on the hip in the kidney. Mm-hmm. And Vasil Lomachenko, one thing that struck me um, that I found remarkable was Vasil Lomachenko didn't want to ponder on any of that stuff. He didn't make any excuses. He said, you know, it's a learning experience. I thought I won the fight. Judges didn't think so. We move on from here, but I'm not making any excuses. That wasn't a factor in the fight. And he refused to actually take anything away from Orlando Salido. Um, I even asked him about his punch output on that night. I said, since this is your very first time ever partaking in a 12-round championship fight, did did that affect your punch volume? Um, not really understanding how much you could work for 12 rounds. Did you keep something a little closer to the vest, and was that why you started letting your hands go in the final in the championship rounds? And once again, Vasil Lomachenko said, you know, yeah, um, a lot of things factored into my performance, but uh, no, I'm not taking anything away from Orlando Salido. So this is a guy of, of character. He's a guy who doesn't make excuses. I can't imagine this guy quitting on his stool. Um, and I can't imagine him speaking, well, poorly of and making excuses for any of his performance. And yeah, I think that's that's a reason why we've seen him grow and continue to get better with each performance, seemingly. So here's the tell of the tape for Vasil Lomachenko going into this mythical matchup with, with Floyd Mayweather Jr. He comes into the ring at age 28. 
He fights out of the southpaw stance, stands five foot six inches tall in the center of the ring, fights behind a 65 and a half inch reach, originally from the Ukraine. He now resides and trains out of Oxnard, California, with manager Igus Klimas. He comes into the ring with a record of seven wins, one loss, five big wins coming by way of knockout, only eight professional bouts, Gogi and already a two-division world champion. That's your tell the tape for Vasil Lomachenko. Uh, now let's rattle off, before you actually talk about the strengths and weaknesses of his opponent, the current or the 130-pound uh, champion, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Let's rattle off the tell the tape for him. Um, he comes into the ring at age 24 in this mythical pound-for-pound matchup. Uh, he stands out of the orthodox stance. He, uh, he fights out of the orthodox stance. He stands five foot eight inches tall in the center of the ring with a very long 72 inch reach. Originally from Grand Rapids, Michigan, he now resides out of Las Vegas, Nevada. And in this matchup, he comes into the ring with a perfect record, 26 wins. 20 by way of knockout, zero losses, and zero draws. Uh, Gogi, please tell us uh, the strengths and weaknesses of one pretty boy Floyd Mayweather circa 2001 after the demolition of De- uh, Diego Corrales. Mm, like I talked, to, talked about it earlier on the show, superb elite-level athleticism, fo- great, great footwork. Uh, lightning quick jab he likes to, you know, uh, get in the rhythm with and control, control his opponent with, uh, from range. Uh, the defense, Joe, that's his greatest asset, his, his defensive skills, okay? Like I said, I, to this day, I think Floyd's the greatest defensive fighter ever, okay? Uh, his reflexes are incredible, like, he, like cat quick, okay? Like he has you know, like, like a puma, you know what I mean? Ability to react within tenths of a second. <laughs> you can't hit him. That's his, Indeed. That's his greatest asset, Joe, his, his reflexes. Ability to react where, you know, he can, uh, you know, move out of the way of the punches using that shoulder roll technique uh, or moving his, uh, you know, head and upper body uh, at different angles or using his footwork to, you know, to get out of range, okay? That, to me, Joe, is his greatest asset, his defensive skills, okay? Everything else, his offensive skills, you know, his jab, uh, the sneak counter right hands, the sharp crisp combinations, body head, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, that's secondary, you know. It, it, it's his defense, uh, defensive skills, you know. Overall, you know, uh, ring intelligence, you know, uh, applying different types of defense, the shoulder roll, the high guard defense, footwork, you know, stuff like that, you know, heading up a body movement, okay. That, to me, Joe, is uh, – his uh his main strength and everything is and that's why he's you know 47 and 0 right now what is he 49 and 0 yeah that's why he's undefeated right, right now movie. yeah as as a retired fighter he's 49 and 0 with 26 knockouts the yeah. time we're doing this fight though he's uh 26 and 0 with 20 knockouts yeah but wow. the thing is Joe <laughs> the reason Joe the reason why the, the reason why he's 49 and 0 is, is the defensive skills okay all Indeed. Right. His, def- his defense, his defensive skills have given him, given him the ability to fight this long because he hasn't taken a lot of punches like a Yori Boy Campus, okay, Alfredo Angulo, 
guys that take punches a lot in this business don't last long. Floyd has never taken a lot of punches to his face because of God-given superb reflexes, uh, you know, to not take solid punches consistently. So, therefore, you know, you got a guy right, you know, if he decides to come back 40 years old, he can come back, okay, because he doesn't have a lot of high mileage on his engine. engine. But that, to me, Joe, that's, that's going to be Lomachenko's biggest problem is, you know, uh, trying to penetrate that, to me, an impenetrable defense that 49 other fighters had a problem doing. Okay? Indeed. Boy, he was a joy to watch. He was oh. a joy to watch. Um, and once again, at this time, Gogi, this is mm. a kid who had no reluctance of letting his hands go. Mm. He would He would put you on your ass. He was so fast. And you couldn't counter him effectively. You couldn't hit him. You couldn't touch him. And he would whoop your ass from pillar to post. It was a real treat to watch. And, Gogi, the first time you saw Mayweather, did you know he was going to be a special professional fighter? Well, last time I talked to the dad, you know, uh, you know, it was a a couple years. No, 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 I talked to dad. You know, I used to talk to dad a lot. But last time I was in Vegas, you know, I went to the gym and talked to dad. We went to dinner and I said, hey, did you ever think your son would be this big? And he shook his head, no. He said he thought he would be a champion, maybe a two-division champion, but never as big as this. He said he can he can never imagine his son being this big. But, the, you know, his special talent, oh, you've seen him in the amateur, Joe. I mean, God-given athleticism, it stood out. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. You know what I mean? When you, you, talent don't lie, I always said. It never mm-hmm. lies. It, you know, it stands mm-hmm. out. And wh- wh- Whatever sport you play, football, Adrian Peterson, I mean, Adrian Peterson, uh, Tom Brady, you know, uh, Barry Sanders, Eric Dixon. Come on, man. That's God-given talent. Jeez, man. You know what I mean? You can't teach that. God either gave it to you they, or they didn't, okay? And the same thing in boxing, okay? Great, you know, Lomachenko's God-given special talent, okay? But he's, you know, but he's got a lot of experience, that amateur background, which even makes him a m- more special fighter than Floyd because of his uh, amateur background. Now, when you look at this head-to-head to tell the tape, obviously at this time, we're looking at Lomachenko this time, Floyd Mayweather Jr., uh, circa 2001. Floyd is a month shy of turning 24. Uh, Gogi is that a huge factor in this fight, because Vasil Lomachenko, you look at his almost 400 fights, amateur fights, um, and you look at he's 28 years of age. Even though he only has eight professional bouts, he's already a two-division world champion, and that's for a reason. Um, who does the advantage go to, the younger man or the experienced, almost professional amateur? Oh, goes to Lomachenko. Everybody says, everybody, you know, if you know boxing, you, you re- like Amanda Stewart we talked about, you understand the value of having a great amateur career. When you got that many fights, as Lomachenko was he, three hundred and ninety-five and one. Okay, three hundred ninety-five and one. Two-time world champion, two-time Olympic gold medalist. He's fought at the highest level, Joe, fighting the top-level competition, top-level talent. You know, for the last you know eight years of uh, of his life. That Joe, to me, when you have that many amateur fights at that high level, it's like it's like being a pro with sixty. It's like being a professional with sixty pro fights under your belt. Okay. He's got all, you know, everybody say, oh, he ain't experienced enough. Oh, okay, you're not saying, uh, you know, beating all those top styles at the Olympics two times, the world championships, uh, 
you know the 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 the, the, the Russian championships, uh, the Eastern uh, European championships. Yeah, I mean the European championships. You know the the top level talent. Come on, man, that's gonna make you a better fighter. Stuff that stuff you can't buy. That stuff you can't watch YouTube. Expect to gain that kind of uh, experience. You you got to go through it, and Lomachenko did. And, you oh, know and also, Gogi, of course, and also, Gogi, when you look at amateur tournament play, you don't have three months of camp or two months of camp to prepare mm-hmm. for somebody. You have the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you got to adapt to different facing, styles. You have to adapt to totally different styles, strengths and weaknesses, different skill sets, and they're all competing at a very high level considering mm-hmm. the type of tournaments that Vasily Lomachenko would actually be a part of the Pan Am games, the world games, the Olympics. I mean, um, you're fighting the best of the best of the entire world, multiple styles, and you've got to prepare for each one. As soon as you get past the first round, you've got maybe a couple days to prepare for the next opponent. Well, that's Joe, it. He's, Joe, he's doing, that's all he's been doing when he was in the amateurs, fighting top-level competition. What do they say? Iron sharpens iron? Yeah. In the mm-hmm. pros, in the pros, when you turn pro, it, if you got the right promoter and the right matchmaker behind you, and you know you're a decent talent, not a great talent, you could be you could become champion, Joe, because you can pick and choose who you want to fight. Okay, I don't want to talk about all those champions out there. We talked about them. We I, we laugh about them. These guys, they call themselves champions because they, <laughs> you know, they've been hand you know hand pick opponents. He's you know a, a powerful promoter with behind them with TV dates. Oh, come on, man. You, you know, amateurs, you don't do that. You can't handpick who you want to fight to win the tournament. You got to go, you know, you win one day, go to the next day. And every day the competition gets tough, tougher. The cream rises to the top, okay? I've been there. I've done that. You know, I know how, how valuable those uh, amateur, uh, the amateur uh, background is. Manuel Stewart, huge believer, okay? And you look at mm-hmm. all the champions out there, right? You look at all the champions out there right now, uh, right now, Joe. You look at it. There, I bet you, majority of them, seventy percent, eighty percent of them, have a good amateur pedigree. But that's why, like I said, uh, Floyd Mayweather, at that age, twenty-four, and Lomachenko at his age, uh, I, I got to give the edge to uh, to Lomachenko as far as uh, you know, the, you know, the experience and everything, and the physical strength. Absolutely. Now let's take a look at the height and reach of both fighters. Floyd Mayweather Jr., an unusually tall and rangy, strong 130-pound fighter, standing at 5'8", with a 72-inch reach. You look at Vasil Lomachenko, um, 5'6", with a 65-and-a-half-inch reach. Gogi, now considering the style of both fighters, does this even come into play? Is this a factor in this matchup? The style of both fighters? Well, no. When you consider the style of both fighters, is the height and the reach of, uh, a considerable factor in this matchup? Nah. Not for Lomachenko. Like I said, Joe, he's fought in every type of style, every type of top-level talent. You know, he, he's seen in the amateurs. Speed, pressure fighters, you name it. He's fought them all. Okay. Awkward guys, you know what I mean. Runners, <laughs> and, you know, counter punchers, tall, tall guys. Eh, ain't a matter. Ain't a matter. Uh, Lomachenko, like I said, Joe, he's got that experience fighting top level competition. And don't you think, 
you know, out of what, 396 amateur fights, he's, he's fought in a lot of style, you know, he's fought in a lot of, uh, you know, fast, speedy guys that like to move like Floyd. Hmm. Maybe, maybe in a similar style, but not quite like Floyd Gogi. <laughs> not with the shoulder roll. Not with, not, yeah, not with the yeah. shoulder roll and stuff like that. Indeed, yeah. with the roll. Yeah. Uh, so, well, the advantage then to Lomachenko. Now we look at the, well, the stance, the positioning, right? And it's very hard with Lomachenko. I mean, he is so versatile because of his footwork. Sometimes he looks like a southpaw. Sometimes he doesn't. <laughs> mm. But... He is indeed a southpaw, though, by trade. He, mo- most of the time, he lines up in a southpaw stance. Um, obviously, Floyd Mayweather Jr., he uses the roll counter method made, made famous by his dad, um, that Grand Rapids style. Yeah, who has the advantage? If you talk to him by his father. So who has the advantage? Um, Floyd didn't really fight very many southpaws earlier in his career. Uh, do you think that was by design? Probably. Bruce and them guys over their top rank, they know how to build stars. And the one way you build stars is there's certain fighters you, you, know, you don't mess with, okay? There's certain styles that you stay away from, okay? That, like I said, Joe, Lomachenko, when he fought in these tournaments, he had to fight everybody. But when you turn pro, you can handpick the guys you want. And certain styles are going to give you a problem especially uh, a southpaw like Lomachenko, okay? You know, you know because of, you know, all his uh, physical attributes and, 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 and his, uh, high, you know, high elite level technical skills and everything. So, you know, you know. And Gogi, potentially, Gogi, potentially, potentially, why would a southpaw position potentially give problems to someone like Mayweather who actually practices the roll counter method of defense? Well, number one, his jab is not effective on southpaws like it is right-handed, right-handers, because southpaw you're at a different angle. Okay, it's harder, it's harder to you know establish your jab, the control range and distance uh, against a southpaw, especially a guy like Vasil Lomachenko. Okay, because he's you know because uh, you know he's position he's positioned the, the opposite way at a different angle. Okay, uh, number two, that roll counter. It's very effective against right-handed fighters because when the guy tries to throw that right hand, you roll, you know, you roll, you know, you roll back, and that right hand, if you do it right, that right hand hits your lead shoulder, the left shoulder, and everything. Well, guess what? The southpaws, and when you when you throw that left hand right down the middle, you avoid that lead shoulder, you know, that shoulder roll. You you know, you avoid that lead shoulder, which is going to block that, you know, you, like when you fight a right-hander. That lead shoulder is going to block that right-handed punch, but it's not going to block that southpaw punch because it's coming from a different angle, Joe. So mm-hmm. that's why that shoulder roll position is not effective against southpaws, okay, like it is right-handers because, you're at, like I said, you're, you're at a different angle now. You know, you're not, you know, when you th- that left hand comes down the middle, that lead, your lead shoulder, you turn, that left hand is still going to hit you. Indeed. Now we look at the variable of power. Um, Like I stated uh, earlier, after he beat Carlos Hernandez, El Famoso, uh, he was a very different fighter because he started having dramatic hand problems, both in his preparation and during his, his fights from that point forward. 
and it dramatically affected his power. Now look at this stat, Gogi. In 26 fights, his first 26 fights, he had 20 by knockout. After that, he only had six knockouts. Mm. Okay, from that point forward up till now, in his 49 fights, he only had 26 knockouts. That means he only had six knockouts after he broke his hands on the hard noggin of Carlos El Famoso Hernandez. That dramatically affected his power. It, it, it really dramatically affected how often he let his hands go. Um, so I guess what I'm saying, Gogi, this version of Floyd Mayweather Jr., who's 26-0 with 20 knockouts. Vasilo Machenko has good power as well, though. Out of eight fights, seven victories, he has five knockouts. Who has the edge in power, Gogi, and why? Mm. Vasilo Machenko, physically stronger, heavier hands, okay? Older, more mature, more physically stronger, okay? All right? Look at you know look at Lomachenko's body, man. He, you know he's you know he's pretty much at his prime. Floyd is still hasn't hasn't reached his prime physically. Okay, you can see you know after he went up to thirty, he went to thirty five, forty, forty seven. Okay, his body was still growing. You know basically, Joe, he didn't he hasn't achieved his man strength, his full man strength yet. Okay, when he was at one thirty. Okay, Lomachenko, you can see he's got his man strength. Okay, he's ready there. That's a big difference, Joe. Wow. So I tell you what, uh, upon looking at the variables, looking at the strengths and weaknesses of both fighters, what would conceivably, what would Floyd Mayweather Jr. have to do to defeat a guy like Vasily Lomachenko at 130 pounds? Boxing what are the keys to victory for PBS? Box intelligently. Use his footwork. Keep pivoting around him. You don't want to go in a straight line against this Lomachenko, okay? Because you'll get, you know, you'll get tore up. Now, Floyd's going to have a hard time establishing his jab on this guy, okay? He's going to have to use a lot of range, touch jabs, just to keep him at bay. And when he, you know, uh, and the, the, the counter right hands right down the middle to keep him honest, or the check left hooks, okay? And, but use his footwork intelligently. Use his defensive skills intelligently, uh, you know, uh, to make Lomachenko miss a lot, okay, to keep him in the fight, okay? Now, that shoulder roll is not going to be effective, Joe. Because, like, like I just talked about it earlier, I had a, I had a hard time explaining it. When you have a, uh, you know, when you fight a southpaw and he throws that straight left hand down the middle, that lead shoulder <laughs> ain't gonna block that. That lead shoulder ain't gonna block that straight left hand down the middle like that, like that right handed. Like when you're fighting a right hander, when he throws that right hand right down, you know, to, to try to hit you. So he's gonna not, he's, he's gonna neutralize that shoulder roll a little, okay? But Floyd still has that ability to move his upper body when he's in that shoulder roll position, move it up and down. So when he does throw that left hand, Floyd's reflexes are so quick, he'll drop right under it, that straight left hand, mm. okay? Okay. You know, he might not be able to block it with his lead shoulder, but he'll still be able to drop under it because of his great God-given reflexes and his superb upper body uh, um, upper body movement with, you know, with incredible speed he does it at. So. Then that jab Floyd has is going to be new, is going to be uh, neutralized a lot too, okay? Because it's harder, you know, like I said, when you got an elusive moving target like Lomachenko, it's going to be hard to hit him with that jab. So it's going to take Floyd out of rhythm. 
what I'm trying to say, Joe, there's a lot of stuff that Lomachenko brings to the plate. No other fighter Floyd has faced to, the, to this day. That's going to neutralize a lot of his strength. That long, electric, that long, quick electric jab he likes to you know, control you with. Uh, that shoulder roll defense, he likes to uh, take your big punch away from, from you, get you out of rhythm, to frustrate you more, you know, stuff like that. You know what I mean? So uh, another thing is, Joe, Lomachenko likes to stay to his right. He has that ability to keep his right leg, his lead leg outside of his opponent's lead leg consistently, meaning when you, when you do that, Joe, the advantages you have is your ability to turn the corner, pivot around you real quick, uh, move at angles, and attack, attack you at angles before you can't see it. Like, like I said, when you attack, attack Floyd at long range, his reflexes are so, are so damn good, he'll either you know, block, block your punches, move away from your punches, you know, moving out of range, or use that, use that shoulder roll or, or move, you know, move his upper body. Uh, at different angles, so he don't hit you. But when you with Lomachenko, when he moves at angles, though, you ain't gonna be able to see all that stuff and everything. Okay, and Lomachenko, you know, he he attacks you at angles to the body and head, head body, like he did against Walters the other night. And Walters had no clue, man. He couldn't counter. Walters is a natural counterpuncher. Okay, uh, when you come at him, he he took that away because of his movement, because of the angles, his ability to turn that corner. And Lomachenko does that better than anybody. Any southpaw I've ever seen, he controls that lead leg to make sure, you know, he has that advantage every time, all right? And that's another thing. You see, then he, when he throws that left hand down the middle, Joe, you know, if he's missing you with that right, if, if he's missing you to the head because Floyd drops down under it, you know, he'll throw that straight left hand right, right straight to your stomach, straight to your body to hit something, okay? But, yeah, yeah like I said, Joe, his amateur background, man, it, it prepared him for a, a, a tough, elusive style like Floyd, you know, his ability to adapt, to make changes, uh, to make adjustments, and what do you call it, Joe, the multiple variations of, of his attack, okay, uh, to attack Floyd, man. Floyd's going to, when he fights a guy like him, he's going to fight an animal he's never seen before, in the amateur or pros. Now, this kid only lost one, one pro fight against Toledo, and he lost uh, one fight in the amateurs, okay. I've seen Floyd, even though he's undefeated, I've seen Floyd lose 112 pounds, Arnulfo Bravo Sports Festival, 119 pounds, Pan American Trials, Carlos Navarro, uh, 1996 Olympic Trials against Augie Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, at the World Championships, too, in 95. He lost in, the, I think, the semifinals to the German guy, I think. So he's lost a, uh, he's lost a lot of time. And uh, I think in an international match, I, you know. So Floyd, I've seen him lose in the amateurs, you know, four or five times, okay? Never in the pros. People don't know that, you know what I mean? Floyd has lost. This kid, like I said, he's only lost, you know, his mentality. What I'm trying to say is that, that championship mentality that kid has, that Lomachenko, man. You know, he's just physically more, much, physically more stronger than Floyd at this stage. Floyd's body is still a little, it still hasn't grown. It still hasn't developed into a full man strength. The maturity aspect, okay, Joe? Age all those top-level amateur fights you had at the highest level. You know, stuff like that, Joe. All these factors I, I take in consideration. And well, and, and well if Manuel now, Stewart, Joe, if, Joe, if Manuel Stewart was alive, he would agree with me because he knows. He's been to that. He's been to those. Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That. Absolutely. Um, and when you, yeah, when, when you have the kind of deep amateur background of a Vasil Lomachenko, 
it really doesn't make any sense to introduce him into the professional ranks, finding a club-level fighter at the the four-round stage. It's pointless. It's absolutely pointless. So, no, Top Rank did the right thing in moving this guy along very, very quickly. So we, we already talked about, well, the defensive strategy potentially against Floyd Mayweather Jr. How would he actually attack him? Would he actually... Would he actually use more lateral movement like we've seen in the past? Um, would he actually elect to take the lead and use the earmuff defense like he showed against Zab Judah several years later? Um, he would. How would he actually go about attacking Vasil Lomachenko in this instance, uh, Gogi? Floyd is, you know, Floyd's very versatile himself. You know, okay, one strategy ain't working, he'll go to plan B, okay? Now, you know, he was so, at 130, he was so physically gifted, you know, using his, his footwork that fast jab, a fast, sharp counters, okay? Then the only time he would open up on you, Joe, only time he would open up when he knows that, just like Vasil Lemonchenko had Nicholas Walters mentally broken down, that's when Floyd would attack. That's when Floyd would start, you know, putting his foot on the pedal and start opening up. But before, uh, before, uh, before he even starts to open up, he likes to break you down and destroy you mentally, get you out of your game plan, you know, just shut you down mentally. Then he goes on attack, okay? But, you know, be, but before he does that, you know, he likes to box. He likes to use his footwork. He likes to control your range with his jab. He likes to frustrate you by making you miss a lot and everything. Uh, he likes to frustrate you with them sharp counters, a sharp counter check left foot, uh, sharp counter right hand, roll, you know, pull counter right hand, stuff like that. You know what I mean, Joe? And it's just his footwork and, 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 and his great defensive skills, okay? Uh where, uh, you know, that's what I think how, how he would try to fight Lomachenko, you know, uh, move, you know, moving left to right. But the thing is, Joe, if it's a right-handed fighter, Floyd would do so much, much better. But Lomachenko's a southpaw, man. He's going to take mm. away his jab, that to mm. control him at range. Okay. Uh, he's going to, what do you call it? That left hand that's going to come down the middle. Okay, it's gonna it's gonna neutralize that that shoulder roll he likes to use on right-handed fighters. So I think me, just like he did against Dab Judy, he had a hard time with Dab's uh, you know fast athletic style and was getting hit with a lot of punches. He started pressing the action to he started pressing the action uh, to Dab. He started you know high guard high guard defense earmuff, walked him down and everything, and you know you know you know started you know started breaking him down with a lot of body shots. Uh, sharp, crisp, uh, counter, uh, sharp, crisp, counter right hands down the middle or lead right hands down the middle, you know, coming back with hook, you know, uh, left hooks back or, the, you know, the check, check left hook or left hook right hand, stuff like that. You know, he likes to walk it down. Boy, ain't the kind of guy that throws, you know, 20 million punches. You see him and his uncle Roger on when they do those pad drills. That's all BS. The reason why they do that pad drill like that, you know, all that pity pat, pop, 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 you know, and all that fancy stuff. And Floyd doesn't mm-hmm. hit the, uh, the mitts hard. He has bad hands, okay? Mm-hmm. He has bad hands. So that's why they do that, that mitt that mit stuff like that, okay? That mit, that, uh, the mitt work like that. But, yeah, that's what I think he would do, Joe. I really believe, you know, Floyd, using a chameleon. And if his outside game to control uh, Lomachenko from range and distance and pot, pot shot Lomachenko to death, you know, with, you know, with his sharp jabs, counter right hand, straight right hand, check left hook, you know, uh, two, two, two or three punch combinations. Get out of there. Use his ring. If that ain't gonna work, he's gonna he's gonna walk him down, like he did uh, Zab Judy. Yeah. Well, also like he showed eventually against Demarcus Corley, his first fight at 140 pounds, 
And his first fight at 147 against Shumbay Mitchell. Two southpaws as well. Um, you know, he eventually stopped Shumbay Mitchell with a body shot in walking him down and eventually taking him out. Uh, very impressive performances against all three of those southpaws. So I, I tell you what, Gogi, Vasily Machenko, obviously we talked about, well, the, I guess, the task, the difficult, ta- uh, the daunting task that Floyd Mayweather Jr. had ahead of him in, in or has ahead of him in facing this mythical matchup in, in Vasily Machenko. But what does Vasily Machenko realistically have to do to defeat PBF, probably one of the finest athletes to ever lace up the gloves, um, and someone with, well, probably the best reflexes we've ever seen in boxing? <laughs> Well, what does he got to do? He got to neutralize Floyd's jab. Get Floyd out of rhythm. Okay, that's how you. That's one way you get Floyd out of rhythm. Just take away his jab. Okay, uh, neutralize that footwork. Cut the, you know, cut the, cut his ring movement off. You know what he got to do, Joe? Just fight like he's supposed, to, like he always does. Stay to his right. Keep his lead leg outside Floyd's lead leg. You know, when you do that, Joe, there's two advantages uh, Lomachenko is going to have. Number one, he has that lead leg. Control, I call it, you know, where he has the ability. To, uh, uh, if he has that lead leg control, his lead leg outside of his opponent's lead leg, he has the ability to turn that corner, to pivot around him to his right, fast, at angles, okay? All right? And when he, does, and, and when he has the ability to do that, Joe, he's not going to get hit by Floyd's straight counter right hand or Floyd's lead right hand, okay? He's not going to be right in front of him like Diego Corrales was, where Floyd can, you know, pretty much pick you apart. If he can, if he consist if he can consistently do that, keep his lead leg, which he always does, smart and intelligent. Okay, he always works to get that lead leg control. Okay, and when he does that, boy, that's when he works. That that's when he works beautifully, Joe. Not only is he going to be able to take away Floyd's straight left, you know, right hand coming down the middle. Okay, but he's going to be able to uh, execute his offensive attack when he pivots around Floyd. He can start countering the, you know, he can start, you know, he pivots around Floyd. He can start attacking Floyd from an angle to the body or head, head or body. And when you do that, Joe, guess what? You're not in front of Floyd to get countered. Number two, Floyd ain't going to see those punches as good, okay? When you're right in front of you, Floyd got tremendous reflexes. He'll see all that stuff, and, you know, he'll make you miss. But if you start attacking him at angles, it's a different story. He's not going to see those punches uh, as clear. And when Basil te- attacks you at angles, like you see, like you see, he does, uh, like you see him do against uh, Nicholas Walters, <laughs> sharp, crisp, compact, short, sharp, crisp, compact shots. Okay, to the body or the head or head of the body. When you do that, Joe, short, sharp, crisp, compact shots. Floyd ain't going to be able to see those damn punches. He ain't going to be able to rack. And when and when that can, and when that happens, he's going to get hit more. Okay. Then Vasily is going to keep on turning him in circles, okay? And when <laughs> then, you know, once Vasily has the ability, and Vasily has an excellent, uses his jab excellently against right-handed fighters, okay? You don't have mm-hmm. a problem in getting in rhythm with his jab, whether it's touch jabs, power jabs, uh, sharp crisp jabs, the different variations of his jabs to the head, to the body, to the chest. He, he don't have a problem. He uses his jab very, very effectively. Uh, to get in rhythm, to launch his offensive attack, to keep him uh, to keep him on the defensive, you know, to keep the opponent at bay and everything. Then when he uh, another you know uh, 
when he ain't using those angles to get around you, attack you at angles, he'll attack you uh, in the in direct line of fire, but he does it intelligently with beautiful head and upper body movement, Joe. Okay, beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful counters off your, off your misses, okay? And, and, and he attacks the body beautifully uh, with beautiful combinations, body, head, head, body. Look, look at the Gary Russell fight. Look, look at that ass whooping he gave Gary Russell. Perfect example, man, <laughs> of the beautiful combinations he could do. And, but, Joe, it's just the multiple variations on how he's going to attack you, you know what I mean, that you got to worry about. Like, oh, God, you know what I mean? Next thing you know, he's at an angle. Because he, he loves that foot control. I mean, he loves that, uh, that lead leg control, okay? Now, one thing Vasil does real good, too, he doesn't only move to his, you know, pivot around you to his uh, right, turn that corner, you know, to a, when, uh, when he's pivoting around you towards his right. He can also pivot around you to you know, going left, okay? He has the ability to go both ways, okay? He prefers the right because... He likes to attack you at angles from that position, you know, the, you know, pivot around you. He's at an angle. He'll sneak that left uppercut to the body. He'll sneak body shots in, and then he'll come back to the head, and he'll pivot around you again. But he also could pivot to, the, uh, to his left, too, good, in circles with speed and everything, you know, to, to, you know, to, to, give you, to give him balance, to be not so predictable, just, you know, going one way. When you're fighting an elite-level animal like Floyd Mayweather, you got to – you got to bring a lot of weapons to the table. You can't be doing the same thing all the time. You got to be able to, and that's another thing, you know, he could do is, you know, bring, you know, ability to uh, pivot around in circles to his left. And, but he likes 70% of the time, 80% of the time, he likes, you know, he likes turning that corner to his right. He likes pivoting around to his uh, right. But the thing is, if Floyd has his lead leg outside Lomachenko's lead leg, and Floyd got control of that lead leg. Well, he ain't going to be able to turn that corner to his right. Therefore, he's got to turn the corner to the left. Okay, you, you know what I mean, Joe? It takes you know. Absolutely. That's why it's so. That's why it's so important. You know, the fighter that controls that lead leg consistently is going to have control of the other fighter. Okay, and and Lomachenko, he, like I said, Joe, he has that ability to use his footwork to go pivot around your right or left. Clockwise or counterclockwise. That's why I said, Joe, uh, Floyd's gonna, you know, Floyd's gonna have a very. If they fought, Floyd would have a very, very hard time with this guy, just because of the variation, the multiple variations uh, uh, to his game that Floyd never seen in the pros or amateurs. Well, I'll tell you what, Gogi, we're running out of time. Uh, who wins this, and why? Who wins this fight? Uh, me. I would give the edge to Lomachenko because, like I said, all those physical gifts, the multiple variations he has in his game that little, that little Floyd didn't have back then, the physical strength, okay? He's four years older. There's amateur background, okay? All right? Lomachenko's in his physical prime. You know, he's, you know Floyd hasn't even reached it yet. And that, all that stuff makes a difference, Joe, Joe, okay? That Lomachenko, boy, he's strong as an ox. You know, you know, you know the Russian fighters are strong as an ox, like, you know, like the Lufkin. But... It ain't, you know, that's why I think who would win. But, you know, the bottom line, Joe, a big factor in this fight is intangibles. Who's going to be the damn ref and who's going to be the damn judges? Now, if you get a guy like Kenny Bayless, advantage Floyd Mayweather. Because when he gets in the pocket, <laughs> when he gets in the pocket, he ain't going to let you fight inside and he's going he's gonna to break you, get you out of your damn rhythm like he did Marcus Maidana. Look at the Marcus mm. Maidana fight. How many times mm. did you see Marcos Maidana? Every time he got in the pocket and he was ready to work to get that momentum back, 
Kenny Bayless broke him. So what happened? He broke him. All that momentum he got, he hit a flat tire, and he had to reset himself and try to get that momentum again by getting in the pocket, okay? That's what Kenny Bayless does with Floyd Mayweather, okay? He favored He favored. He, he, he shows big-time favoritism. It's so obvious. Just look at the fight. So if he had a guy like Lomachenko. Every time he got in the pocket and Lomachenko would try to work and Floyd would grab him a little, Kenny Bayless would be the first one to run in there. Stop! Break! Okay, he wouldn't let... He wouldn't let them fighters police themselves and break from the clinches and work in the pocket. Now, if, the, if Robert Bird was the ref, that's a different story. Robert Bird wouldn't let that excess holding that Floyd does. It would make him fight out of those clinches, okay? Robert Bird is the kind of old-school referee that he likes his fighters to police themselves. If you get in the pocket and you accidentally tie, tie each other up, work your way out of it, okay? Don't look well, at me. Let, work your way out Gogi, of it. Let, let's, say, let's say it's the, uh, the referee who actually was the third man in the ring for Floyd Mayweather versus Diego Corrales, which was the great Richard Steele. Um... How do you think he would have done in this fight? Do you think it would have been too officious or not officious enough? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't allow that. Uh, Floyd is uh, Richard Steele is too close to Floyd. Mm. Okay. Kenny Bayless is too close to Floyd. Okay. Mm. That's a conflict of interest. You're going to have to get a neutral referee, man. Uh, that's going to do his job the right way and, and enforce those uh, excess holding and excess clinching in the pocket where Lomachenko. You know, especially when he got you on the ropes, especially when he, you know, when he sees you breaking down and, and you're slowing down, when he likes to put his foot, that's when he, he has that instinct, like I said, Joe, to know when he, to put his foot on the pedal, okay? And he does that when he senses that you're slowing down, you're weakening, then he puts that foot on the pedal, he starts taking, he starts be, becoming more physical, aggressive, he starts taking in the pocket, and that's when he starts putting them combinations together, just like he did Gary Russell, okay? Now, if you got a referee that's going to favor Floyd, they ain't allow that crap. Okay, so the referee is going to have to be a big part, just like the Bayless, the Madonna fights, okay? Now, the next thing is the judges. You know, if you got C.J. Ross and Adelaide Bird, Boy Mayweather, split decision, okay? Come on, Joe, you know. That's what's going to determine who wins this damn fight, is that Mm -hmm. damn judge you're going to get. This fight is so closely matched, but I give the edge to Lomachenko because the different intangibles, you know, more physically stronger, more physically mature, more, you know, more mentally mature. The big amateur background pedigree, fighting all the different types of high-level competition, that's a big edge over Floyd, okay? And his southpaw style to negate Floyd's shoulder roll, defensive style, to negate Floyd's, uh, what do you call it, Uh, long-range jab that he likes to control you with, okay? This ability... This Lomachenko's ability to cut off the ring, okay? His ability to adjust, to make those adjustments, okay? Like Floyd. But he does it with so much more variation than Floyd, you know? Uh, you know, like I talked about, you know, the, uh, the combinations at angles, the combinations of the pocket, the quick, sharp counters when you, when, you make some, when you make mistakes. But the thing is, Joe, this fight is so closely contested. It's going to be the damn refs. I mean, it's going to be the good. They better have a ref, and they better have three judges that are completely neutral. That's what I think. But me, I'm giving the edge to Lomachenko. I mean, this guy, well, because of everything I said earlier. Well, there you have it, guys. The Gogi actually, well, would give the edge to Vasil Lomachenko. But in his mind, 
it's a fight that's too close to call. <laughs> well, me, I think it's 115-113, Lomachenko, or, or maybe 115-112. Like you said, Joe, Floyd has problems with his hands. Uh, after the mm. Diego Corrales fight, he couldn't put his combinations together like he, like he usually does because, you know, his well, hands, he has real bad well, hands. Well, once again, the Floyd Mayweather we're examining though on, in, in, this, in this situation. Is the is the Floyd Mayweather Jr. before the Carlos Hernandez fight, right after Diego Corrales? So this oh. is would this would be as if, well, right before he breaks his hands and right after he gets the biggest victory of his career. Well, so Floyd th- those a lot of combinations when you're right in front of him. Angel mm-hmm. Manfredi, okay, guys like that. Oh, okay, he'll look superb. But you're, you're, this guy ain't gonna be in front of you, man. This guy changes his his his, his offensive game plan, you know three, four times during the round, okay? Indeed. This guy, you know, this guy, moved, you know, uh, this guy ain't going to be in front of you. He's going to be moving in circles at angles, you know, getting away from that sharp counter right hand, okay? Avoiding that, uh, avoiding them uh, sharp upper, uh, counter right uppercuts, okay? Stuff like that, Joe. You know, this guy has ability. He has that unique God-given style. The only fighter in, on this planet to negate those God-given gifts that Floyd Mayweather has. That's why. He's the only one I've seen that has the ability to do that. Well, I tell you what, it would be interesting. Um, guys, please let us know what you think of Gogi's examination of a mythical pound-for-pound pound or a mythical matchup at 130 pounds between pretty boy Floyd Mayweather at 26-0 and 0 with 20 knockouts against Vasily Lomachenko at uh, seven wins, one loss, and five knockouts. Guys, please let us know what you think in the comments. Please uh, like and subscribe, guys. And don't forget to comment on who you think would come out and be the victor in PBF, Floyd Mayweather Jr. versus Vasily Lomachenko. On behalf of uh, three-decade fight trainer, Maestro James Gogi, I'm Joseph Heron. And, guys, you've been listening to War Week Radio, our presentation of Floyd Mayweather Jr. versus Vasily Lomachenko. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.